Welcome to VidFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. VidFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information about VidFriends, you can visit us at www.vidfriends.org. You can also call me at 844-374-3639, extension 4. So thank you for listening to Living Life and Love. Welcome to VidFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. And this is another special edition of Brother to Brother. And on my show today, I have Mr. Timothy Farrar. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to have you here. And how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Awesome. Doing you know, wonderful. and it's a nice day here in North Carolina because for the past two months, it has been extremely hot. And we finally got a break from the heat. Yes. And I'm yes. enjoying every last bit of it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and for our listeners out there, from time to time, you will hear me refer to my guest as Bishop because that's how I know Mr. Farrar as Bishop. So if you hear that, I'm not talking to two different people. It's the same person. So at this point, uh, Bishop, you'll go ahead and officially introduce yourself and we'll get started with our conversation. Yes, I, I am Bishop Timothy Dwayne Farrar. I am a native of Cary. I was born and reared in Cary, North Carolina. And um, uh, my parents are the late Betty and Leroy Farrar, who are both deceased now. And uh, that's who I am. I am also the pastor of a local church, Temple of God for All People. And we can't forget, you're also the piano player for my church, the Greater Absolutely. Christian <laughs> So, So it's a small world. And I know my listeners are like, gosh, another person that he knows. Well, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you have to talk to the people that you know, and everybody has something to bring to the table. Yes. yes. So I want to talk today. Um, for So let me let you know, for my brother to brother um, segment, I like to bring men on so we can have conversations man to man. Because a lot of times, you know, as men, we don't like to talk openly. We don't like to have these conversations because um, it makes us vulnerable, you know. And, and as a man, you know, we don't like to be vulnerable. I'm a man. I'm tough. Yes. But yes. sometimes we have to open up and have these conversations. And I wanted to start bringing more men on so we can have that conversation so we can show other men that it's OK to talk. It's OK yes. to share, you know. So for today's conversation, um, I wanted to talk about understanding and recognizing and exploring our purpose because everybody has a purpose in life. And sometimes we don't know what it is um, or sometimes we don't recognize. It. I want to talk about let's start first. How does how does someone discover their purpose? Well, my take on that, Brother Mark Braxton, is. We were first made and created by God himself. In the book of Genesis, uh, certainly God uh, made man from uh, the dust of the ground and blew into him, which was a ceramic, blew into him, his nostrils, the breath of life. Man became a living soul. And so, Really, uh, man's purpose is stemming from God himself, first of all, because he created him. And he created him um, to bring glory to himself. And and we talk about that because uh, I say purpose because sometimes, you know, we spend a lifetime trying to figure out what is it I should be doing? You know, what is it that uh, I'm here for? And sometimes it is the work that you're doing, you know, that you're getting paid for. Sometimes it's the volunteer service, you know, serving other people, helping other yes. people. Um, and, and I and I often ask that question because I, I hear it in the vitiligo community sometimes where people say, you know, I've discovered my purpose. And I've said yes. that too. Yes. Um, but for me, when I when I think about purpose. I already had a purpose, but having vitiligo has enhanced it to the point that 
now I'm reaching out to people on a different level, on a global yes. level. Yes. Um, how, how do you recognize that? Well, I think originally, um, you know, really seeking the Lord and uh, reading and studying scripture and also intermingling with uh, other groups, um, you actually get your purpose out of that seeking God. And uh, whenever that comes, it may comes in, comes in all different sizes and shapes and forms. Um, I think we are still evolving right. into our purpose even today. I don't think that we just learn what is our purpose all at once, but we right. learn as as we evolve into who the Lord will have us to be, etc. You know, I, I, I think it's interesting. You said the word evolve, because that's what I use a lot. I, I talk about my own journey as an evolution. You know, when I look back to, you know, teenage Mark, to 20-year-old Mark, to 30-year-old yeah. Mark, 40-year-old yeah. Mark, almost 50-year-old Mark. Yeah. Every decade, every stage is different, you know. Yes. Every time I reach another level, I learn something else about myself. Yes. Um, that I may have previously said, no, I can't do this, or I'm too scared to do that. And, and, and fear... Let me say this, and I talked about it on another podcast. I think fear stops us from achieving or recognizing our purpose because we are so afraid of one stepping outside of our comfort zone, and two, we're afraid of what other people might say. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, so on that, um, in, in recognizing our purpose or understanding it. Uh, what are some other ways? I know you mentioned, you know, studying the Bible and uh, and interacting with other groups. Uh, but how do we truly recognize, oh, man, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. What What is it that clicks that light bulb in us? Uh, let me, can I just say for me personally? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, what clicks for me is the things that are really important to me. Um, things that touch me where I live uh, and uh, things that I'm really uh, passionate about, I tend to find further uh, knowledge of what my purpose really is. And uh, as I use the word again, evolving, mm -hmm. I don't know all at one time. Right. But I do know this, that in... Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you said uh, all of a sudden what clicks for you is if there is something that really kind of bothers you or uh, that you feel like maybe you could shed some light on to, to uh, give people more insight, then perhaps that is something that you should be involved in. Right. And, and that's what that's how things come together with me. Now, now let me ask you about you. Um, so you are into music. You are our piano player. And I say, if I look at it, that's your purpose. You know, you you have a gift of music. Yeah. How did how did that evolve for you? And, and at what age did you really start? Oh, wow. Did you start getting into music? Wow, we're really getting into something. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me just tell you, I started at the age of three years old. Wow. Um, my father bought an upright piano in the home. And uh, I just began to get on there. My mother would sing hymns and stuff, and I would try to mimic her singing on the keyboard. And uh didn't sound like much at three years old. But when I turned five years old, uh, doing this over and over and over again, I learned how to play right. at the age of three. And then five years old, I became the sole musician of our church. And so uh, the rest is history, you know, and then I got older and I, I took some piano lessons at the age of eight and I played my first wedding 
when I was eight years old, feet wow. would not touch the pedals of the organ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I played uh, music in church all basically all my life. And so I evolved as I grew older. Right. And um, uh, certainly I've played at several churches since I've been playing. <clears throat> and of course, now I'm with you guys. Right. Uh, absolutely. And, and I'm enjoying, you know, seeing what the Lord will do there right. um, at Christian Chapel. So it's 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 a great experience. So that's my whole story in the short version. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, but I think about that because a lot of times, I, you know, I think about purpose and I think about gifts, you know. Yes. Because um, we all are given gifts that we can utilize some for good some for bad, you know, it depends on what you want to use it for, exactly. um, those gifts and talents. And those things can lead into your purpose. You know, uh, you started talking about um, playing music at the age of three. For me, it was art. You know, I used to draw a lot, right? but I also used to ask my dad, hey, Pops, can you draw this for me? When Star Wars came out, I wanted him to draw everything Star Wars. Till right. one day he said, do it yourself. Now I'm thinking, oh, come on, you know, because my pops, <laughs> he could paint and he could draw. But I did. I, I sat down and I drew my first major drawing and I showed it to him. He said, did you trace that? I said, no, I drew it. He said, what? I said, yeah, I drew that. So, you know, and I and I look at myself now evolving in art. Um, I used to write a lot. I used wow. to write short stories all the time. But now I'm into poetry slash uh, short stories. So mm -hmm. you, know, you grow and evolve and all these things give you purpose. It gives you direction in life. Um, and then it, it's kind of interesting with what I'm doing now with the podcast. Um, this is a big part of my purpose and it's reaching people, connecting with people, um, impacting people's lives. And I'm going to share a story with you that um, I, I think is very impactful to who I am today. Um, mm -hmm. And you remember Reverend Dalby was the pastor of our church. Yes. And his son Glenn and I were really good friends. So I went to their family reunion one summer and I was probably 1993. I was still in college. And I was talking to Glenn and his cousin Mike and this gentleman we were downstairs and you know, all the adults are outside. And I think we were like the only three our age. Um, we were probably, what, 18 or so. And this gentleman walked up to us and he, well, he said to me, he said, um, it was nice knowing you. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? It's nice knowing you. And he walked away. So I yes. said, um, I said, Glenn, who's that? He said, I don't know never seen him before so we i said let's go outside and find him so i can ask questions you know nice no use past tense and i'm thinking i'm here in the present and you're saying something past tense i, I don't know we never had a conversation <laughs> <laughs> so you know as a young guy I, i'm curious so i walked up to him and with uh, glenn and mike with me and i said what do you mean by it was nice knowing you and um he said i'm glad you asked he said because a lot of times in life you know we don't ask questions and if you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. True. And he starts sharing with me all this stuff about it takes two this, two that, two this. And, and I'm thinking, where is this going? But then he said to me, in your travels, you're going to impact a lot of people's lives. Wow. And at that age, I'm thinking, I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm, I'm good. You know, I might go to the beach or something, but in my travels. <laughs> but, and 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 he said, you know, you might not remember my my face or my name, but you're gonna remember this conversation. And I always have. And um, even asking Reverend Darby, hey, who was the guy we were talking to? And he's like, I don't know who you talking about. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody saw this man, but the message was for me. Yeah. And I look at now all the things I've done with the children I've worked with, the school system, and now having this podcast, you know, there's that impact he was talking about and and changing somebody's life doesn't involve a huge you know fiasco it, it could be as simple as just saying you know hey how are you how's your day yes we don't know we don't know what people are going through and i yes. feel having this platform 
has given me more purpose. You know, I, I felt like I already had a purpose, but it's given me a, a greater outreach to touch other people's lives. Now I'm starting to see the travels because I'm traveling the airways. You know, I'm not physically in China or in right. India or in all these other countries that listen to the podcast, but my voice is traveling and yes. it's reaching people. And that's why I feel like it's so important for us to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, and to make sure that we've sent out some positive vibes to people. Um, and, and, and with that purpose, you know, I'm going to say this to our listeners. Sometimes we feel that our purpose starts with our condition, which is vitiligo. Yes. And I'm going to say our purpose started before that. You know, there are things inside of you that were stirring before your vitiligo. But having vitiligo maybe has, I, I would say sometimes it'll steer you in the right direction yes. of using that purpose, using your talents, using your gifts to help others. And, you know, and, and I know it's different for every person. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, it's, 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 it's very important to understand that I believe that all of us have a story to tell. Absolutely. Because I may not have, no, I go, but I have some things that I have come through in my life. Right. That, um, uh, for instance, I, I was really, believe it or not, I was pretty shy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get over being afraid of talking in front of people. Right. Um, what if I mess up? What if I say the wrong thing? And right. All of that. And I, I come through all, and you know, some 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 parts of anxiety mm -hmm. I carried, and I had to overcome that. And that's not only a one-shot deal. Right, I have to right. overcome that every time I stand before people. Absolutely. And uh, so I believe it's a decision to be uh, become your best self that in uh, evolving in your purpose in life. Absolutely. You got to be intentional. Um, I, I, I have anxiety, believe it or not. <laughs> I know you'll see me stand up before the church and <laughs> I'll, I'll speak in a heartbeat, but I'm always nervous. I'm always taking notes before I do something because, yes. um, like you said, you don't want to mess up. You don't want to make, make a mistake. But I think we're harder on ourselves than other people are on us, you know. Exactly. But but some of that comes with um, social media because you make you say one wrong thing, people will jump on you. <laughs> and, and and I think that's that's because it's that's easy to hide point. behind a keyboard and say things to people, and to say, "Oh, you didn't say this right. You didn't do this right." Now, and I often say, "Well, you do it." Right. You know, I I think about people that criticize uh movies and and tv shows i'm thinking well create your own yeah if you don't like what somebody else is doing you create your own exactly. and exactly. make it the best that you can make it um but don't destroy somebody else's vision and love for, for what they like yes to do, you know? yes 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 that is so good i i, I brother braxton i think you know it's it's so important to how can i say this to become uh, comfortable in your own skin, right? That right. you don't utilize uh, uh, an opportunity to tear down someone else, right? In, in the event of you trying to evolve yourself, so I think it's important to be, you know, comfortable in your own skin and in your own craft. Right. And, and and think about with everything we do, they're gonna be they're gonna be people that love it. They're gonna be people that like it. And there's gonna oh, be somebody wow. or people that hate it. You know, wow. you can't you can't please everybody, but you still need to put your best foot forward, you know. Um wow. Can and I you say can't, something to that? Yes, please, please. Um I think in knowing your purpose has to do with finding out who you are sent to. Right, right. Because we are sent to, we're not sent to everybody, right? But we are sent to somebody's, 
Absolutely. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's, that's intertwined with finding out your purpose as well. Absolutely. And, and sometimes you're sent to have those hard conversations. I know we, yes. like, we like everything to be easy and, yes. and, and, yes. and slow well. No, sometimes we have to have those hard conversations where it brings up emotions or it brings up certain feelings or, you know, or it may make us question things. Yes. And it's okay, you know, because, you know, either you're going to discover something within yourself or, or or maybe you might find out the truth about something or you yes. realize your truth is not necessarily the right idea. You know, there's yes. always different things. Um, exactly. Now, I want to I want to talk about men for a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about his brothers. You know, as men, sometimes yes. we... I think we get afraid too to step outside of our comfort zones. Um, there are some of us that are very confident in ourselves. There's some of us that are extremely prideful. And when it comes yes. to being vulnerable in front of crowds of people or people who are not your inner circle, right? We back away. We sort of sit in the background. We disappear. Uh, how can how can we as men move forward? And, and not just alone, but move forward with other men. What, what's the first step to that? Well, I think that it, you have to, uh, in my opinion, you have to dare. You have to dare to go to some some place you've never been before. Open yourself to new uh, opportunities, new uh, venues, uh, uh, new people. Um, sometimes. We tend to do what's comfortable, right? And um, and and in so doing, is not always good to do what's comfortable. Uh, I, I want to say that I have learned so much, even about myself, through listening to you, through uh, being around you. Uh, at the church where we attend. And um, I've learned so much, uh, even by just watching you and being around that company. And so I, I think we are afraid of rejection. And the first step, yes. I believe, <laughs> I believe that um, when you are, when you are uh, seeking uh true purpose and all of that it is it 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 is not a bad thing to say i don't know right right absolutely am am, am i right or you you're absolutely right and and if you don't know there's nothing wrong with you asking questions yes 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 and and, and i you mentioned something that I think hits a lot of men, rejection. We don't like to be rejected, That's whether it's correct. a relationship, whether it's a job, whether That's it's friendships, correct. anything, you know, even when we dress up sometimes, you know, we want to look nice and then somebody <laughs> says, oh, I don't like that tie. Yes. <laughs> now you just, you, you just crushed my whole spirit right there, oh. you know, but we have to get to a point where as men, we say, okay, I have to be my love story. So when I go forward to do whatever I need to do, you know, I got to love me. And that might mean stepping out of my comfort zone because I'm yes. so used to doing X, Y, Z. Yes. But I have to do this um, or I have to speak. Because, you know, if you ask somebody to speak, especially in church, first thing you go, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, um, because now we got to face our peers. We have to face our family we have to face people that this used to seeing us unilaterally in one way but now right. they have to see us in another way right and, and and some people can handle the mic there are some people you give a mic they'll be up there for, for ages and they're fine with it but there are some of us and particularly men we'll sit back we don't want to be in the forefront you know uh we don't want to shine and, and it's not about shining in the sense that I'm the sun and I'll shine everybody else. Yes. It's yes. meaning 
I'm shining. I'm a star and I'm with everybody else out there. We all shine brightly together. Yes. You yes. know, um, and I even say that for myself, you know, being in the church, you know, I grew up there and a lot of people knew me as Mark, the quiet little boy. Right. And no one knew what skill sets I can bring mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the church. Uh, and when I was asked to host the uh, men's day, the father's day program. Yes. Sure, I can do it. Not a problem. Like I can do this. I was still nervous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but once I got up there, I knew I had to present not just myself. I'm representing the church. I'm representing the fathers. Yes. I'm representing yes. my family. And, and and let's have fun with it too, because you know yes. I realized we don't have to be stiff. We don't have to be so uptight that no, we can't smile no. and laugh. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, but, I thought you did a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, I, and Bishop, I thought you were giving out 20s to everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> you gave the pastor some money. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, but those are things that, as men, we should be able to laugh with each other. We should be able yes. to work together. Yes. We should be able to laugh together. And if, if things are rough, we should be able to cry together. But I get it. We let our egos get in the way. And we don't want nobody to see us crying and, yes. you know, and, and I'm tough. And that first thing we say, hey, how you feeling? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right means I'm struggling. I need some help. Right, I'm right. not going to tell right. you. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And, and real quick before we move on for our listeners. Yes, we, we're talking about purpose, but this is still a part of my brother to brother discussion. So I wanted to talk about the men as well, because it, it all coincides with understanding who you are as a person, what is your purpose in life, what is your mission, your goal, um, and how you can achieve these things together. You know, we got to stop thinking I'm Superman and I, I don't need anybody. That's right. Superman has kryptonite, you know. And, um, you know, if you navigate this world alone, you'll leave this world alone. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So let, let's talk about... Um, Understanding our purpose, um, unlocking our potentials. What are some some things we could do to unlock that potential? Because we may have a purpose, but we may not always understand what's inside of us. You know, whether it's the gift of writing, the gift of speaking, gift of music. You know, how how can we unlock that potential or find ways to unlock that potential? Well, one of the things we have to do is we have to face. Um, fear. Mm. We, we have to confront fear, um, because fear is 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 really the reverse side of faith. Right, uh, right. And and so to face fear in and one of the ways that uh, I have been able to do it, uh, uh, Brother Braxton is. Um, do it anyway. Yeah. When you are afraid or nervous or whatever, just do it anyway. Do it anyway. And um, what what will happen, you will unlock a whole new realm of uh, evolving into more of your purpose in life. Absolutely. And, and you know, Bishop, and I'm, and I'm honest, and I, when I talk to my listeners, I share stories about myself and I feel like little by little, when I do these podcasts, I'm peeling away another layer. Um, and I've said it in one of my other podcasts, you know, I let fear stop me from doing so many things. Yes. And I think about where where I am now in life, which is where I should be at this point, because uh, everything happens for a reason and for a purpose. Yes. And then sometimes I think about where I could have been had I taken that opportunity wow. to step out on faith. Wow. But I didn't. I, but fear, fear slapped me right in the face and said, nope, you can't do that. Nope, your voice is not loud enough. Nope, you can't do that. You know, and I'm I'm going, I could have done that. You know, it was inside of me all this time, but I just let fear reside first. And and that fear, man, kept me petrified. I think Um, that is, that, that, that is so, and you know, I had, I had an experience just recently that, uh, you know, I really, <laughs> I had to really dig because, you know, unfortunately, this was a person that uh, 
I didn't know. And um, somebody else referred this person to me to play in um, his particular wife's uh, funeral. Mm. And uh, I tell you, I, you know, after playing so long and everything, I still had, I had a challenge here because uh, this guy didn't know me and he was just going off of the word of uh, some other person that I was one of the best around. And so I I think, you know, I thank them for that reference. But however, I talked with the guy over the phone and he says, uh, I understand you're one of the best around. He says, but I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow. So immediately, immediately, a little bit of fear attack. That fear, yes. And I know he didn't mean to do it. He he was being joking and everything. But uh a little fear got in me and I said, okay, okay. I said, Well, uh I, I believe that you'll you'll be pleased. And yeah. uh and of course I said that kind of real softly. <clears throat> but it turned out really great and, and he was really uh pleased with everything. And uh, so many times we just have to just, you know, uh, 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 confront that fear. Right. Like like Nike said, just do it. Just do it. it. You know, just um, in June when I went to Minnesota, leading up to it, I'm not going to lie. I was scared to death because I had to fly (laughs) again. I haven't flown in such a long time. I'd rather ride in the car or drive. Right. Right. And. I had already bought the ticket and I saw, I know it was too late. I could have gotten my refund back. I could have made excuses not to go, you know, but I said, no, this is a fear I have to tackle. You know, for one fear of flying alone. Some people do it all the time. Yes. For me, I hadn't flown alone in a long time. You know, um, matter of fact, I don't think ever. <laughs> it was always with my kids or something, you know, <laughs> back, back, you know, when I was married, I had a family. So we always flew together. Yes. But to fly alone, I said, okay, I have to tackle this. This is something I have to do. I have to do it all, get in the airport security, walk through. And the first the first side of fear got me because, you know, you have to take everything off your wrist and everything. And I put my yeah. wrist up yeah. and the machine registered that I had something on my wrist. And the guy, you know, pulled me to the side. He said, well, I need to check your wrist. And I showed him my wrist. I was like, "Uh, that's vitiligo. That's not going anywhere. He said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, it's okay. But although it was a moment where I had a little bit of fear because I've heard all the stories of being pulled out of line and they're going to take me to that back room and I don't know what's going to happen after that. Wow. But once I showed him what it was and and the look on his face, like I could tell he was apologetic because the machine registered that it was something there. Um, I felt much better. I walked in and, wow. you know, I was waiting for my flight, got my seat and everything. And once the plane took off, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let me, I, I said, okay, I got to tackle this fear. I had the window seat. I got the blinds pulled down. I need to look out that window. <laughs> and, and, you know, of course, <laughs> every scenario in the world plays in your mind. What if, what if, what if? I said, like, man, open up the window. And all I saw the beauty of the clouds. And wow. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. So um, I'm the only one on the plane snapping pictures. Because <laughs> I'm looking around like nobody else is really snapping pictures. But I'm going to snap some more pictures. Because it, it, it put me at ease to see the beauty of the world. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, I can't let fear stop me from doing these things anymore. I said, I enjoyed flying. Minnesota was beautiful. And and I know some people say, well, Minnesota has problems. Every state has problems. You know, we're right here in North Carolina. And every time we turn on the news, there are problems. <laughs> you That's know? right. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. But it was beautiful. Like, just where the hotel was, we had the um, the conference. The conference was beautiful. Seeing so many people with vitiligo that, you know, sometimes yes. for myself, I feel like I'm the only one. Yes. I let's see this since the summer, since June, since I returned um, up to now, I think I've only seen one other person with vitiligo and it was a gentleman at a restaurant and he wouldn't even look at me. Mm -hmm. He looked at me once, but he turned his head. I guess 
he wasn't ready to have that conversation. Yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm not going to press you, bro. I just acknowledge right. you that you're there. Right. Um, but it just, it was beautiful at that conference to see so many people that wow. we didn't think about our skin. Wow. We just interacted with each other as human beings. We were loving each other. We were sharing, taking pictures. The doctors that were there, they were they didn't treat us any different. They were hanging out with us. Yes. Um, there was a dance party that night. The doctors party harder than we did. Um, wow. Yeah, one doctor, he I, I don't know what he had, but I think everybody needed that. He danced and partied and danced and partied. <laughs> I think he probably felt it the next day, but he, he just had such a good time, you know. Wow. And um, I even had a chance to, to go out to dinner with him and a couple other colleagues, you know. And nobody judged anybody. We weren't looking right. at each other as right. oh, your skin is your skin. Right. No, we were individuals. We were people. And that's how we treated each other, you know. Um, and I'm going to say this. It changed my life. Wow. Since I came back, I just felt like, you know, I really understand the purpose of this podcast. You know, and it's not always about talking about vitiligo, but it's about making people in the general public aware that we are people. Right. You know, we have hearts, we have feelings, right. we have emotions, we have passions, right. we have dreams. We're like everybody else. We just look different. That's all. Right. Right. And, and and what you see on the outside, somebody else that looks beautiful on the outside could be dealing with something much worse in the inside. Oh, yes. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it has really energized me. And that's why I've been doing so many podcasts because I just want to talk to people. Yes. Um, And it's kind of funny. Starting this podcast, after 30 minutes, I was done. I would have to go lay down. I was so drained. <laughs> but now doing a longer show, I'm enjoying talking to people. I'm enjoying meeting other people and yes. getting to know them. Yes. Cause because they're people. We're humans, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And everybody has something unique to bring to the table, a unique story. And it's not just always about our skin. Yes, yes. I, I love it. I I I I just really took in a whole lot from that. I took in a whole lot from what you just said, and that is. Uh, I think that if we can uh, sponge from each other, we'll learn that everybody has a whole lot of commonalities. Yes. Whether uh, you have this or that, uh, you will find out that common thread has bridged us together, and we all need certain things. In Absolutely. So I, and, and, I, you, oh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I said, you know, I, re I recall there was a time in my life where someone kept saying I had to do things on my own. You got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself. And I, I thought that was my mentality for a minute. I have to do it all myself. Yes. But I realized Yes, I can do a lot of things by myself, but I don't have to. You know, where I may be strong in this area, wow. somebody else is strong in another area. Wow. When I'm weak over here, this person can uplift me or vice versa, you know. Yes. And and what really made me think about that, I was going through a trying time. You know, I went through uh, divorce and all that. And I, I yes. was really, I was more depressed from going through that than my vitiligo um because to me you know when you're transitioning from a relationship a uh, marriage to no longer being married you're right. trying to rediscover who you are as a person you exactly. know and one of my buddies he um he had a kiosk in the mall a guy named chris and um he grew up in apex um and he um stopped me one day and i ran into him and i would go there after work and just talk to him and just talk and talk and he said, Mark, you're so mad. I said, what do you mean? He took a picture of me and showed it to me. He said, you just have all this darkness around your cloud. Wow. And because I was I was depressed. I was going through a trying time. Yes. But what really helped me out, um, and, and I'm saying this for as men, sometimes we have to seek help, you know. Yes. And help comes in different forms of fashions. Yes. And talking to him was helpful. 
but I was going home one day and I looked to the right and there's a sign saying, are you going through separation or divorce? Come to divorce care. And I was like, I'm not going to no divorce care. What is wrong with them, man? So the next day I saw the sign again. I called the number and it was, there was one located almost in Garner, but I think I went to the wrong one. And I realized that I was in the wrong location. So I went home. I said, I'm not going to this thing. No, because I don't want people thinking I have issues. Then I called another one was at a church I was attending um, when I was married. And they said, yeah, come on in and blah, 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 blah. So I pulled into that driveway. I said, okay, do I go in or do I turn around and leave? And as soon as I walked in, here it is a parent. I used to uh, teach her kid. Wow. Mr. B, hey. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And, and then I realized, wait a minute, everybody in this program have the same issue. So why wow. am I thinking I'm any different than anybody else? We all are going through separation and divorce. Right. That program was so helpful for me to rediscover who I am, mm-hmm. rediscover Mark, you know. And it because it wasn't about um it wasn't truly about getting over the divorce and all that. It was about rediscovering yourself. And to me, it was so helpful yes. as a man looking at other men crying and just, I'm like, wow, okay, it is okay to cry. Because yes. at that point, I was like, nah, I ain't crying over nothing, you know? Yes. Um, but it, it really opened my eyes to a lot that we need each other. We need people. Oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. we can't do things by ourselves, no right. matter who we are. Right, right. Um, and then I hear people sometimes saying, well, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need. Well, yes, you do. Yeah, we need support and support yes. comes from so many different places. Because I even think about these Hollywood stars. They're not by themselves. They got a whole entourage yeah. of people. So when they're going through issues, they got somebody that's there to take that's care of them. Right. They're going to work out. That's somebody's right. there. They go, yeah. So, but the greatest example and, and and I'm gonna say this, and I've always said this to my friends, and say, you know, the greatest example of friendship is what Jesus did. He didn't need wow. any of us. He wow. could have came and did what he did, and be like, all right, I'm good. But yep. first thing he did, he went down there to the to the uh, port where the fishers were, fishermen That's were. Right. That's right. and, and let's think about it. You know, those fishermen, they were stinky, they were dirty. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But yep. to him, it didn't matter. It showed you, you know, no matter a person's occupation of what they do they can be a friend yes and and everybody served the purpose including judas you know he served a purpose yes he did. um but he still saw him as someone that could be in his inner circle he already yep. knew what was gonna happen yep you know um yeah and, and i and i see a lot of people say oh get somebody just like you get friends just like you I'm sorry. I don't want my friends to be just like me. No, <laughs> no. There's only one me and I don't think I need to be around five other me's, you know. Um, you know, everybody is different. Everybody has something different to bring to the table. And that's that diversity that makes it so great. Because you look at the apostles, they were all different. Yes. You know, there were some that were, you know, doctors and, and writers and you had some with attitudes and, you know, a little bit of everything. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so it, it shows us, you know, don't look at a person's past. Don't look at what oh, you wow. think they should be or that who they was... are. Look at the, look at their, their heart, you know. Um, oh, wow. And I say that for our brothers out there because sometimes we don't want to deal with certain people because of their past. Yes. But, uh, and, and I'm going to use a prime example. When I went to college. There's this gentleman, I'm not gonna put his name out there, but um he was one of the biggest drug dealers in Raleigh. Wow. He recognized me when I got the Shaw. He said, Hey, you went to school with my girlfriend, you used to help her out in class. He said, and he's a big dude, so I'm looking at him like, okay, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you have any issues any problems with anybody, let me know. He said, because I'm going to look out for you like you looked out for her. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? It, well, when he spoke to me, he was the most 
kind, gentle-hearted person. Wow. Um, you know, I'll come back to homecoming, and you see this guy, hey, he always called me Mr. Braxton. Mr. Braxton, shake my hand. You know, I'm sitting there going, I know your past. <laughs> like, you don't have a good past. But I didn't fear him. I saw a different side of him, you know, and I don't know his circumstances of why he was tied into what he was tied into. But what I saw was a person, mm-hmm. you know, and I think sometimes we forget that we're people with purposes, no matter what we've gotten ourselves into, no matter yes. our circumstances, yes. those things can change. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, can I can I just speak to the past issue? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I always try to keep a balance on life. And when someone is trying to be really critical of someone pertaining to their past, I always say, well, you have a past too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the thing is, we don't stay there. Yeah, we don't stay there. Every year we're moving forward, but you keep going backwards. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I oftentimes say that the greatest, one of the greatest accomplishments accomplishments as men is don't define themselves from their past. Right, right. We're going, you know, forward. So absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And and you know, and for our listeners, that's very important because sometimes we do hold on to things that happened five years ago, 10 years ago. Yes. In the past. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care what happened five years ago, ten years exactly. ago. Let's look at what we're gonna do tomorrow. You know, exactly, exactly. Uh, today and tomorrow. Um, even even something that happened yesterday, and I get it. It's hard sometimes not to think about it. Yeah, somebody said something. Somebody did yes. something. It's still fresh in your mind. Yes. But we gotta look forward. You know, what can we do to change it? And, and even even like with our community, the Vitiligo community, we have a lot of men. But when it comes to meetings and and things, we don't see a lot of men. And I said, well, I can sit here and complain or I can have a podcast where I talk to men and bring the male voice, you know, and, and, and talk about what what men need to hear, you know. But I, I think it's for everybody. It's a conversation for everybody. Because, you know, I don't exclude our ladies because I do have ladies on the um, podcast as well. But I target the men because we're so quiet. We don't want to be a part of anything. We just want to sit and watch football. No, let's be honest. Let's get some things out. Because I feel like the more we talk about it, the better we feel. Yes, indeed. You know, especially those things buried deep down inside that we just compacted it down in there. We don't want to talk about it. Get that stuff out. Get it out. That stuff yep. starts building up and building up. Absolutely. You become like a volcano. <laughs> no, but that's true. And then you wonder why some of us, some men are angry yes. all the time. Well, there are things they haven't dealt with. There are things they haven't talked about. Um, For one, you got to have somebody you can trust to talk about. Yes. yes. You know, and, and let's be honest. We don't trust everybody. No. You know, we, we have a small amount of people we trust. But if you have those people, open up, you know, even if it's something as small as something at work, talk yes. about it, you yes. know, cause that, that thing can build, you know, um, even if you walk in a store and somebody look at you funny, sometimes just talk about it and get it out and move on, you know, exactly. don't fester, just move on, exactly. you know, exactly. because <laughs> <laughs> as, as men, the more things we hold on to, the more they build, the more health problems we have. Right, right. And, and we can't figure out, well, why am I dealing with high blood pressure? Why am right. I dealing with this? <laughs> right. kind of things right. you didn't let go of. That's right. You know? That's right. Absolutely. So I, I know we talked a little bit about everything, you know, from my purpose to men, to health, to, to you name <laughs> it. But, but you know, these are the conversations I feel like we need to have um, and we need to have more of as yes. a community not just the vitiligo community, but as people, you know, we need to have more of these conversations where we can open up. Um, we, we didn't, you know, jump on politics and all the stuff we've seen. We know that stuff is out there. We see it. Oh, yes. But, oh, yes. but we're just talking as people, brother to yes. brother, you know. And um, 
You know, I greatly appreciate it. But I want to honor our time. I don't like to keep our guests on too, too long because I know people have things they want to do and and I got things I want to do. But I always enjoy the conversation. I always Absolutely. enjoy it. Um, before I wrap up, uh, I was about to call you Timothy. I don't call you Timothy. You're Bishop to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're Bishop. It's all right. <laughs> you know, um, leave our listeners with some words of encouragement. Absolutely. It's my honor, too. I would say to the men in particular that are watching, don't allow your past failures or even recent failures stop you from being who you are and evolving and learning. And don't allow uh your weaknesses that you have had be the thing that defines you because strength comes out of your weakness and i will say lastly but least not least always keep god somewhere <laughs> absolutely 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 and um as i start to wrap things up um all of us all of us, and you're going to hear this, this, the, these two words again, at some point. But we're all going through this. I call it evolutionary warfare, where Absolutely. we are, we're changing, we're fighting it. We don't want to change. I mean, you know, you have to change. Uh, change is is inevitable. You know, we're getting older. That's change. Yes. You can't stop it. Yes. Um, each year, we may not think about it, but we don't think the same way. You know, That's from right. last year, we That's are right. evolving. We're changing. You know, exactly. Um, so yeah, don't don't always fight it. Sometimes embrace that that change, that evolution. You know, but for our listeners, first of all, thank you, Bishop, for being here. Greatly appreciate this conversation. So thank you get to you see another side me. of me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, of course, I will have more conversations coming up in the future, not just with the brother to brother, but just uh, even within the Vitiligo community. I probably have a uh, living life and love at night um, coming up soon where I share some of my um, insights and thoughts about things. So stay tuned for that. But remember this, always share love because this world is in need of love. Love your friends love your family, you know, love your enemies. But most of all, look in that mirror and tell yourself, I love you. Because for some of us, that is the only time we're going to hear. You have been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Y'all take care. God bless. God bless. Thank you for listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Fit Friends podcasts are heard in over 40 different countries around the world. You can listen to our podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Alpha Podcasts, and also on Facebook. Fit Friends podcasts are sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.